0: from Vinci super train and your host for this brand new old show your only host for this brand new old show we're going to be discussing it start 2023 gemini man 1976 and uh ben murphy he turns invisible he goes on missions for intersect abby and it's fun and leonard and abby join him well they don't join sometimes they do uh but uh yeah it's it's about a man who turns invisible and uh we are talking today. This is sort of a one and done episode. We are talking about the TV movie that brought Sam into the world, uh, called, also called uh, Gemini Man, uh, written by Leslie Stevens. This is much like um, Search and Probe. This is a Leslie Stevens uh, show. I, well, actually, well, we'll get into it as we go along. But right now, this is yeah. This is written by Leslie Stevens, directed by Alan J. Levy. Levy, Levy, originally. Um, aired on may 10th 1976 and um because they had they had a show with david mccallum called the invisible man that um i'd never seen uh i believe it was short-lived too and uh it was it was i think i think it was a little of a pricier show the invisible effects were a little more advanced and um, they wanted to do some of the Invisible Man thing, but that was too expensive, so they they scaled it back and they made this kind of show, which is about a secret agent-y type guy who goes out and on adventures and can turn invisible. This is this is a this is a show I've been threatening to cover on here for ages because on my blog, some Polish American guy reviews things, which is PolishAmericanGuyReviews.blogspot.com, back in two thousand fifteen, two thousand sixteen. I think 2015. You could find my reviews for this TV movie, the 11 episodes of the show, the "Riding with Death" compilation, uh, alongside the MST version of "Riding with Death" and a Gemini Man annual that came out in Britain in uh, Christmas time, 1976. I'm going to play you a little bit of the Billy Goldenberg theme, then I will be back on the other side, and I will read you my review, which has a great plot description in it. And then after I read the review, I will uh, talk a little bit about it. So here we go. soviet weather satellite has crashed into the pacific ocean the u.s government sends a team out to reclaim it the commies don't want it recovered and they've got some of their agents on the royce explorer the ship sent to retrieve it there are going to be problems but those evil agents those evil commies haven't reckoned on the members of the intersect security team headed by a guy named leonard with a physicist named abby and starring the strange hunkiness of sam casey Gemini Man is a Leslie Stevens creation made a few years after his fantastic secret agent series Search. Gemini Man is a sort of follow-up to The Invisible Man with David McCallum. This show is the low-budget, more hip version of that one. Gemini Married air- Man aired... That's Gemini... Gemini Married is man and aired, becoming one word. Gemini Man aired one TV movie, and then, several months later, five hour-long episodes. There were 11 hour-long episodes total. Thank heavens for the French, and their love for short-lived American TV. I still need to get them animals set. I will now immerse myself in the majesty of The Invisible Sam Casey, and his pals. The Royce Explorer team brings Sam along to help retrieve the satellite, but a bomb has been placed on its base, and Sam gets caught in the explosion. Mr. Casey survives, but it turns out that this is not a weather satellite. It's an atomic-powered laser. Sam doesn't just get caught in an explosion. His whole DNA matrix goes kablooey. The man is now invisible. Abby fits with a very special watch that keeps his DNA in check. But... If he turns off the watch, actually if he adjusts something on the watch, he goes invisible. Sam can become invisible for 15 minutes every 24 hours. Any more than that, he fades away forever. Luckily, the watch comes with a timer for heightened suspense. As Sam is acclimating himself to this new state of being, the two jerks at Royce Industries who place the bomb come after him. They try to blame Sam for the sabotage. Intersects Leonard and Royce's Mr. Royce argue a bit. Eventually, the bad guys arrange for Mr. Royce who has a bad heart, to take a plane to Washington, D.C. to tell the government directly about the mishap. However, the jerks have another plan in mind. Take the plane high up, lower the oxygen level, and Mr. Royce will die heart failure. Sam Casey won't let that happen. He may end up becoming invisible forever, but he'll save the day. That's the kind of guy Sam is. I'd known Gemini Man previously from the Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode featuring Riding with Death. That was a conglomeration of the first regular hour-long episode and a previously unaired one, which I'll talk more about when I get to those episodes. Due to the editing process and possible MST3K editing for time, it's a rather incoherent adventure with some strange voiceovers and shots used to link things together. The episode of MST3K is funny. I also found the adventures of Sam Casey to be entertaining in their own right. My surprise at seeing a French DVD company had the complete series available sent me immediately to Paris to pick it up. That's a lie. Amazon France helped me out. And I thought I'd share what I'd viewed with the world. Luckily, the Gemini Man TV movie is really quite good. It's got a fast pace. Sam and Pels are fun. There's enough action, invisible and otherwise, to keep the viewer watching. For those who like Scientific Baffle Gab, there's a ton of it. And it's not done in a dry manner the way it was in, say, the Six Million Dollar Man's original TV movie. Abby and Sam have a flirty relationship that speaks volumes for the way they work together. There's also something else the film does that I really like. This is an origin story. So many origin stories like this separate the actual origin from the story that occurs after it for example the man from Atlantis TV movie introduces the character of Mark the Atlantean, and spends half of the movie with him learning who he is bringing him into our world then mr schubert shows up and the second half is a completely different animal Gemini i man mixes sam's conversion to invisible man with the plot line about spies blowing up satellites and causing trouble in fact at one point the bad guys are searching the halls of intersect for sam while ab is explaining the super watch to him i thought structuring the movie this way was a clever idea one can enjoy the steady setup of sam's invisibility while the plot intensifies around him I think that element is what lifts this TV movie above others a bit. There's more suspense and forward movement when they intercut the bad guys' planning with Sam's initial throws of invisibility, mixing Ben Murphy at his Ben Murphyist, some fun bits of invisible shenanigans, and that undefinable 1970s TV charm. Gemini Man is worth watching. Now, what about the series? And that's my original review, and I still stand by that. Um, you probably heard, actually, we, we talked about this on Lucan, I think. Um, that there's sort of two types of ways you set up the high concept uh, series. One is the way Man from Atlantis and Lucan did it, which is you spend the first chunk introducing us to the world, like Lucan, like like I said in the Lucan um, discussion with Amanda, the, the first half hour or so, that's with commercials, sets up the world, sets up Lucan, and then puts him out of the campus into our reality. And then the remaining hour is basically his first adventure. And Man from Atlantis kind of does that too. Whereas, say, both the Leslie Stevens we've talked about on here, Probe and this one, mix and mingle in a jingle and beat the two, the, the, the things together. Um, you know, as, you know, there's that opening scene in Probe where um, Hugh O'Brien's character is in the little uh, Mexican village or wherever it is, is saving um, somebody. And you get to learn bits and bobs of what's going on. But then throughout the story itself, looking for those those jewels that the Nazis stole, um, he you get to see all the other things that he can do and all the other stuff that, that probe agents can do alongside the adventure as it's happening. And that's what happens here. and It's very nice. And like I said, there's something about, like, she gives him, Abby gives him the watch, and it's like an atomic watch. Because the first one happens in order to stabilize him, is they have to they have to put some sort they put like a chest plate on him then he puts some sort of like gauntlet on his arm that stabilizes him, that basically it stabilizes his DNA. So his because it it's sort of the the, the, the description, yeah, is like I said, it's baffle gap, but it's um the the atomic laser or whatever it was in the explosion and the water and everything basically scrambled his DNA, keeping him invisible. And the implication is that if he stays invisible for too long he will just fade away and so they fit him first with this gauntlet thing and then this watch and the watch basically they they stabilize his DNA and make him visible and the watch basically looks like a regular watch except on the back of it it has like four little gold circles and those are some sort of atomic thing I, I fear that you know they keep saying you've got an atomic watch I fear that if this show had gone on for a long time he would have slowly you know died of some sort of atomic uh, exposure but he certainly doesn't in this tv movie in the 11 episodes we have but it's, it's basically he has to put the watch and those gold thing, those gold um circles there whatever they are have to be touching his skin and they keep his dna stable so he doesn't turn invisible but then there's a certain button he can hit and that i guess retracts or turns off the the gold contacts as it were and um and then he becomes invisible, and the moment he becomes invisible, timer goes off, and he has fifteen minutes every twenty four hours. I was a little unsure what, how exactly that works. I don't know if it's like if it if it. I don't know the way DNA works. I I thought there was more of an explanation in here for why it's every twenty four hours. I mean, why wouldn't it be fifteen minutes every twelve hours or fifteen minutes every twenty five hours? Why is it twenty four hours? I guess I'm saying it has something to do with the watch. And the way the watch can keep it stable maybe um i mean i mean to me um maybe if it's over 15 minutes in a 24-hour period it just can't 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 continue to stabilize the dna anymore more it gets worse and worse but then i also thought like but what if he doesn't turn invisible all day and then he turns invisible 13 minutes before the end of the 24-hour period and then goes in the next 24 hours And stays invisible for say another 13 minutes And then goes visible again That's 26 minutes in a row And even though it crosses that 24 hour period Wouldn't he fade away then? But apparently not Apparently somehow his DNA and the watch They know to adjust to the 24 hour period So, um, And that's actually I don't think that's actually a question That comes up in the episode I know in this one What happens is He gets to very near the end And his watch is damaged and so they lose track of how much time he has left, and so luckily they save him in time. And I know there's a later episode where literally he has like thirty seconds to, basically rescue somebody, before he either before he hits that the end of the fifteen minute period. So I so I know that does come into play. That doesn't come into play every episode. So so that so that's a little tricky. Just just keep in mind that at this moment he's got the watch on um it it connects with his touches his skin and keeps his dna stable when he hits a certain button on the watch he turns invisible and his watch has a timer and abby has the same watch but without the connectors to her skin and it shows the time too so she knows when he's turning invisible and she knows how much time he has left so she can sort of monitor him and um, and like I said, I know when they say every 24 hours, they don't, they don't have like a, all oh, right, so it's noon and we're starting from now. No, it's just like they put the watch on them and it's 24 hours from them. So it's not midnight to midnight. It's whenever it starts to whenever. And I'm sure there must be another timer on there that has like a 24-hour time on it. Um, or, or just resets itself in the hours. I don't know. I'm going to stop talking about that because I could go on for that for a while. And as the show goes along... This will change. So, so in this episode, one of the big things is once he puts the watch on, it's monitoring how much time he has left. And as he gets deeper into it and trying to save Royce and maneuvering through offices and and beating up people and hallways and out in airports and airfields and things, he's using up more and more of the time that's building and building towards the the climax on the plane where he actually, actually after he saves Royce and they beat up the bad guys, he has to land the plane. And he is a pilot, but he's a helicopter pilot, so he's not used to the big four engine. I think it's 707 that he's he's supposed to be landing uh, but overall um, like I said I, I don't want to go too crazy uh, on this here um, but it's because the whole thing is pretty straightforward yeah there, there's some it starts off with a, this satellite which is the laser landing in the water and they go after it and there's some bad guys on there um, and uh, yeah and, and first they, they think they're going to kill Sam but then he survives so then they try to go after him to um to to blame him for this, and it's 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 all very nicely put together and it's nicely paced. I'll say the one thing with the movie is that, um, like Probe, I don't I don't I mean, I I've watched through Gemini Man probably three times all the way through, from the the TV movie through the eleven episodes, and um I almost to me I almost, I almost would skip this one um not that it's not good in fact I've just told you i, I, I quite like it but but just because um you, you you once you know the origin uh going back to it could be a bit and let's just get to it kind of thing. And so there, there's something about, you know, like when you watch Gemini Man, you want to see Sam Casey getting in Invisible Adventures. And it isn't until over a third of the way into this that he starts to really get invisible and the adventures begin. And so you got to kind of, it. the first time viewing it, I, you're going to have a lot of fun watching it. But then if you go through the series a second time, you may want to skip it. Just just go right to Smithereens, the, um, the first regular episode when Sam is already set and there's no origin in there. If you want to read the origins, I mean, it's like, you know it's like if you're reading spider-man comics you know how many times do you know and you want to start from the beginning you know you can you can certainly read amazing fantasy number 15 and that's that that story's only like 10 or 12 pages i think right like 12 pages maybe a little more Uh, so it's not going to kill you to read it again but we've all seen you know we all know spider-man so my mom my grandmother my old Polish 94-year-old grandmother, who barely speaks English, knows Spider-Man's origin story. So we all know it. So if you, if like if I were to start Amazing Spider-Man again at the beginning, I'd probably read Amazing Fantasy number 15, but it would probably be a skim job. I'd be really trying to get to the, the the first episode with the Fantastic Four and i forget who's in the first episode is the tinkerer no the Tinker's in the second episode the chameleon no the Tinker's in the first one the chameleon's in the second i forget Fantastic. um but but it's almost like this like once you've seen sam go through the origin story and everything like that um you may want to skip this one or not or not or i just watched it and i enjoyed it again but halfway through it i thought boy i can't wait to get to the one where they're trucking so that's just me and um, uh Leonard I do like Leonard in this one he's very much he's on Sam's side and Abby's side so when Royce um I keep calling him Royce Explorer but it's Mr. Royce is giving them trouble or the um the uh the the jerks are giving Abby trouble or anything uh Leonard's right there and Sam of course is you know no sassy mid-70s kind of guy with his great outfits on and always joking around goofing with Abby and I think the thing I like about that flirting with Abby is it's not um David and Maddie moonlighting style flirting it like will they won't they it's more bond and money penny style flirting where we especially old school maybe maybe not so much like with the not not so much with the daniel craig era but the the original era with the original money penny um uh, you know, that was always flirting and you knew they were never going to wind up together but every time they saw each other they would flirt on the job and stuff and that's the way sort of Abby and Sam are in here I don't think they'll be getting together anytime soon but it's fun to watch them flirt and they they, uh, they appreciate one another and they respect one another and they're not jerks towards one another which I really like so there's a nice feeling even though they're really the only people in um, Intersect that we meet it's nice to see them and and there's a lot of fun invisible stuff. Most of the invisible stuff in this is pretty straightforward. You know, the occasional something lifting up in the air, but a lot of it is just like people standing there and all of a sudden going, "Oh, hey!" You know, get pushed to the side. So so it's not it's not elaborate invisible man style stuff. I mean the the close. I mean. Uh, you know, the, and 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 you know, the the first time we see him invisible, he's in a suit, and there's no face there. And Abby kind of puts her hand on the no face that's there. It's 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 pretty straightforward invisible effects. I mean, he pushes a button, and then suddenly he's not there anymore. So it's not really an ef- and it's not really an effect per se. You know, it's 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 not really an effect per se. It's an editing trick. You know, Sam is standing in the middle of a room. He pushes the button. He pushes the button. Freezes there walks off camera, then when he's off, they continue shooting that exact same scene, and then when the editor goes to edit it, he just removes, the moment Sam pushes the button, They the editor cuts that out to the point when Sam starts moving. So it's really more of an editing effect than a special effect. But there are some, he's eating caramels on a couch at one point where he's listening to Royce talk with the bad guys. Royce isn't a bad guy, he doesn't know that these guys are doing this. But uh, overall, it's fun, so there's some fun Fun moments here and there with with, with Sam Invisible, and it, it moves nicely. Um, there, there there is a sequence that feels a bit fillery where they're going to the Royce. Well, uh, I guess it's meant to show you know how hip and cool Sam and Abby are where they're they're going to the Royce Industries factory. Sam gets on the motorcycle and Abby gets in her Jeep and Leonard joins her and they race to the factory. And that scene goes on for a couple of minutes and it's sort of like, okay, we get it. You know, we get it. Sam's a kind of competitive guy and he likes moving fast and Abby is perfectly happy to do that alongside with him even as Leonard is like, Abby, slow down! And we we get it, but that's, that's, um... I get, I get, I... That that's the kind of thing I think they have to show in the first episode, and then they never have to show again. So when you see that if you love it, enjoy it. If not, just let it ride because they're just they're just showing up their they're they're shorthanding character traits, character foibles, character bits as quickly as they can while they're getting down to it and getting to the invisible. I do like that this is one of those, um, to bring a bond again, this is like the, the commies that are in Royce Industries, they're sort of like, um, it's sort of like Spectre. You know, Spectre is everywhere. I know the way they set up Spectre in the Daniel Craig's and, and even in the, in the old, uh, the 60s ones, you know, Spectre was sort of everywhere. But this is kind of like that too, where, you know, it's not only two of the main guys in Royce Industries working for the commies, but like the entire air crew. And like the pilot and everyone, they're all working for him. So it's like, does does he have anyone apart from maybe a secretary, who's actually not a commie working for him? I don't know. I guess he's going to have to um do some sort of secondary interviews with everyone after all this has happened. And I think I think one of my favorite moments of the invisibility here are just the two moments when he surprises Sam surprises Mr. Royce. By suddenly first appearing in his office and telling him not to get on the plane, and then first appearing in Miss Royce's office on the plane, I think those are those are some nice moments there, just kind of Sam sneaking on board and getting into these places that i that i that I quite like and overall, Leslie Stevens writes a nice episode of television. he really does so so um do I like this one more than probe? Hmm, thank you for asking they're about the same they're about the same i was I was thinking about it, and um uh, Search ha- probe has a bit more going on um, with all the um, all the all the the jewels and all the characters and everything. This one's a little more simple in the storytelling realm, but then at the same time, it's 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 fine. It's fine. Sam's fun. Hugh O'Brien's character's fun, and and it's it's they're nice. They're a nice batch. They're a nice batch of stories. I think that's about it for Gemini Man. I think it's it's and it's an excellent opening uh, TV movie for a. A very short-lived series You know, Search got a full season As you heard Um, It's it's crazy They made 11 episodes of Gemini Man And only 5 of them aired And then it was replaced with The Fantastic Journey, I believe Which, oddly enough, I also have on a DVD set Which I also think is French So maybe we'll cover Fantastic Journey sometime soon Which I've never seen so um so yeah, Gemini Man they made eleven episodes and was cancelled after five. That must have been a bit disheartening. But then we are living in the time where what is it, HBO Max is, you know, making Batgirl and then never showing it and and uh what what is it I just heard? They they finished the final season of Snowpiercer and they're not gonna show it. You know, and then, then, and so 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 you know it's it's this will be a fun show because we have had shows before uh six shadow chasers was the big one there where the last four episodes didn't get aired on the network well this one we've got six episodes that didn't air on the network so we'll see how that goes so thank you everyone for joining me uh abby leonard sam and we got abby leonard and sam we got gemini man and we're going to see uh, where we go from here. Um, The next regular episode of Adventure Super Train will begin uh, with the the first episode of of Gemini Man and the first episode of Lucan and the 20th episode of Tales of the Gold Monkey. That will be coming out in a few weeks, and I will talk to you all then. Be good to yourselves. Here's a little more of that Billy Goldenberg theme. (laughs)